Hey guys, it's Angie and Deborah Ann here, and we are gonna talk about tips for raising teenagers. As moms of teenagers, we need all the help we can get. Um, I actually have a empty house right now. My last teenager just went to the military. He's in the army now, and so I'm gonna share with you anything that I had to get through those teenage years, and then Deborah Ann actually has a house full of teenagers right now. So well, she's... I actually have two, and I have a third one coming up. So this upcoming year, I'm gonna have three official teenagers and I have one going on 16. So. Yeah, but with those teenagers, yes. you have all of their friends in your house all the time. Yes, actually, I woke up to two extra teenagers this morning. Exactly. So, yeah, you never know how many you're going to wake up with. Now, I'm in the middle of it, so even finding out this topic made me a little bit nervous because I never want to come off like I have all the answers or anything because I absolutely don't. Um, but I can share a little bit about what I'm doing in my own life, but more importantly, what my mom did. I grew up in a Christian home. I had amazing parents. Parents, and they taught me a lot of things that now, along with the Word of God and their example, has really helped coach me in being a parent to teenagers. That's right. That's good. So Boy. let's go over a couple tips. Let's do it. All right. So um, first tip I would say um, for me raising teenagers or kids in general is that it's so important that you create an environment in your home that makes it easier for your students, your kids to find Jesus. Um, I'm definitely learning. Um, you can't force a relationship with Jesus on your kids. Um, I see it all the time with um, my husband being the youth pastor, just the differences on, on how important it is that we create environments that they can find Jesus themselves. So um, a few ways we've done that in our own home is when I wake up in the morning, the first thing I do is I put on worship music. Um, I want my kids to wake up to hearing me cry out to the Lord and also creating an environment in our home where there's no television, there's no phones, and they can hear worship throughout right. the house as they're getting ready for school. And I Good. have found since they were little that on the days that we forget to put on the worship music, what a difference that makes in the environment. Because when everyone wakes up, they're grumpy. Everyone's just <laughs> trying to get dressed and ready for the day. And just having that atmosphere for Jesus awesome. um, makes it easier, I think, for my kids to find Jesus in the morning. It's awesome. So what else? How about for you? All right. So I have two tips, but one of the tips uh, is um, make choices with the future in mind. And I went with uh, Proverbs 13, verse 24. It says, if you withhold correction and punishment from your children, you demonstrate a lack of true love. So prove your love and be prompt to punish them. And I think sometimes we can get... Uh, we would rather just be their friend, mm -hmm. and so we don't follow through with rules that we set. And I think yeah. it's really important that our kids grow up with uh, boundaries and know that when they cross those boundaries that there is consequences. So I put the, that every action that we take in raising our children has a part in who they are when they grow up. And an example of discipline is like if you tell your child if you break the curfew you're 16 years old now if you don't come if you come home past nine o'clock i'm going to take your keys from you and if we say those if we put those boundaries in place we need to follow through yeah. we can't take their keys from them and then the next day them them whine a little bit oh what i had this planned or maybe we don't want to give them a ride somewhere so we go ahead and give them their keys back but what we're teaching them is that there is no consequences for things for decisions that they make and it, what basically what the bible is saying that if we don't follow through with 
with our discipline and our punishment, mm -hmm. then we basically don't have true love for our mm -hmm. children. It's, it's okay to be the bad guy. I'm okay not being your best friend because I'm called to be your mom. Mm -hmm. So we do need to set boundaries and we need to follow through with them because we're, we have to teach them boundaries as, an adult, as adults. Do what we say we're going to do. I think do. it's important too with that. I totally agree with you. Um, my mom always did. She always followed through. But my mom and dad were always on the same page. It's good. So if um, my kids come and ask me, even at a young age, they learn. When I was a new parent, I can remember um, Jeff and I really messed up on this a lot because I would say one thing. They knew that if they came to me for certain things, they'd get it. And if they came to Jeff for other things, they would get it. Yeah. And soon we learned that it causes confusion. They try to place against each other. And especially once you get teenagers, you have to be on the same page. That's good. So we have something called family meetings. Um, we do them every month. And the funny thing is, is we have teenagers in our home all the time. And a lot of times during our family meetings, we make the, the other teenagers go home and they beg, can we stay for the family meeting? Um, because they have never experienced a family meeting. But um, once a month we get together and we, we don't just do it to deal with conflict, but we try to make sure the whole family's on the same page. So expectations for the kids, for us, and also for us, for them, because it's not fair just because we're the adults doesn't mean that there's not some expectations as being a parent that we need to be following through too. For for instance, um, we had a family meeting a while ago and, and one of the kids said, mom, you used to do this with me every day. And by them reminding me that I've been so busy, I haven't been doing it. I had an opportunity to repent and say, you know what? You're right. I've gotten busy and I haven't been good about this. I'm going to do better. And then it opens up for us to also set standards. That's good. So it goes both ways. And Absolutely. so I agree. Discipline is something we have to follow through. But I think it has to be birthed out of love, not fear. Absolutely. Because sometimes I think with discipline, we can like set these standards because of maybe um, our failures or things that have happened in our own lives that we just are so afraid will happen. Um, but just making sure that we set discipline because the Lord disciplines us because he loves us. That's right. And so discipline has to be birthed out of love. I totally agree. I totally agree. And also, I think that when we do set a boundary and we say no, if we let them talk their way out of no, what we do is we, we let them know that if they keep going, right. if we don't really show them a, a, a <laughs> respect for authority. Absolutely. So discipline is important and I'll always birth that of love. Okay, so another point I had is keep your cool in the home. And I got that from Ephesians 6, 4. It says, fathers, don't stir up your children to anger, but bring them up with discipline and instruction of the Lord. And that word store, stir up was just uh, not keeping, exasperate, not having self-control, self-restraint. I think that it's cool. It's, it's important to keep our cool when our children, when our teenagers press our buttons. Man, that They're is gonna press so our buttons. true. <laughs> They're literally looking for us to explode. That's right. And so it's so important that we don't react to the way that they're acting That's or right. put ourselves on the same level as That's they are right. <laughs> by acting exactly the way they're acting. So um, I think a lot of that, though, again, goes back to when they're little. Like, how do you respond? I, I just was talking with one of my friends this morning that said her two-year-old keeps throwing these huge temper tantrums. Mm -hmm. and uh, But he wants to do it in the room where she's at. Because why? Because he wants her to see it. That's right. And teenagers are really like raising toddlers in so many ways. <laughs> bigger toddlers. <laughs> bigger toddlers with a bigger vocabulary. Yes. <laughs> um, and so it's so important that we don't lose our cool. And no matter what's coming against us, that we stay calm, we stay collected. Um, but I do think, um, Angie, a lot of that has to do with the way that as spouses or other adults, how they watch us communicate with each other, you know, it's definitely true. 
and we're teaching them how to handle situations yes. too. Yes. So if we scream every time they upset us or press our buttons, we're teaching them to throw a temper tantrum, even as an adult. Absolutely. So if they, something goes on at work, we're teaching them that anger is the best way to deal with things. Or even when they get married, we're also raising someone else's husband Absolutely. and someone else's <laughs> wife. <laughs> so even the way we talk to our spouse in front of our kids, we have mm -hmm. to keep our cool, know how to be able to have self-control, talk about things in another room if it's mm -hmm. going to get too heated. So I think that that's important. I think keeping your cool is probably one of the hardest things to do yeah. as parents raising teenagers um, because they, at this point, by the time they're teenagers, they know exactly the buttons to push. That's right. And, and so I definitely have failed. You know, many times I would have to say Jeff is much better at keeping his school when the kids really push those certain buttons. But I think that that's where it comes out of us having to make sure that we have a really strong relationship with the Lord, that we're crying out to the Lord ourselves, right. that we're staying really humble and we're finding that time to talk things through with our kids because a lot of reasons why um, things escalate like that is because there's misunderstandings right. on both sides. And so communication is the key to marriage, mm -hmm. to friendships, and to raising children. It's important. Um, the other thing I've noticed with teenagers is they don't really want to talk until it's the most inconvenient time to talk. <laughs> teenagers don't usually start really talking until midnight. And um, for me, who likes to go to bed early, that's been an adjustment for me. I've had to really um, realize that they're not on my time schedule. Now we're raising like little adults. That's right. And so we have to make ourselves available when they're ready because so important raising boys that they can talk because they don't always want to talk. And so when they do, just making that time to sit down and listen, just be a good ear. We don't have to fix all of their problems. Right. And I know for me too, um, a lot of times I want to like have all the answers and it's so important sometimes parents that we just be good listeners and maybe even take it before the Lord before responding. Cause I think sometimes I'll hear even Josiah say, mom, I just didn't want to get speeched on it. And it's yeah. like, no, I don't want to be like that. Um, so you know, we're so much better, I feel like, with other people being better listeners than we are with our own kids. It's so good that you said that. One time my son made a comment, can you just be my mom and not my pastor today? Right. So it's also important as we get them talking, we don't have to give them the most spiritual answer. We can give them an answer as a mom or a dad. And as long as we're spending time with the Lord, the answers that we give are going to line up with the Word of God. Absolutely. That's good. Prayer life is key. That is, is key. absolutely. Self-control <laughs> comes from prayer life. Wisdom on yep. having having the, the right answers to say or we, even if we don't have the right well, answers. Creating the an environment in our home can only happen out of our own spiritual relationship with the Lord. So it yeah. all goes back to the fact that as parents, the only way, moms and dads, mm -hmm. that we can do this is if we have a strong prayer life, that we are crying out to the Lord every day for, the, for our children. And one of the verses when I was really, um, I found that I was spending a lot of time praying for my kids, but I wasn't exactly sure praying for the direction I thought they were supposed to go in or uh, praying out of my own fears or my own desires for them. The Lord really brought me to Colossians um, chapter one. And I'm gonna read to you guys just a few verses. Um, I encourage you, cry out to the Lord for verses because this is the word of God and everything in it is life. It's literally the perfect prayer you can so ever good. pray is the word of God. Yes. So um, the Lord brought me to this. And so I'm going to share with you guys. And if you choose to use this for yourself, great. If not, pray that God will give you your own. So every single day when I cry out for my kids by name, 
Um, this is what I pray over them. And it comes from Colossians 1, um, verse 9 through 12. And it says, For this reason, since the day we heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you. And that is my reminder to you that we cannot stop. It says we continually ask God. And we need to remember that as long as there's air in our lungs, we are prayer warriors for our children. And so it says that... Um, Okay, so it says then in verse 9, um, sorry, verse 9, verse 10. Okay, so in verse 9 it says, Continue asking God to fill Caleb. I'm going to use him as my example. Um, that he would fill Caleb, Caleb with the knowledge of his will through all wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives. We want the will of God for our kids, not our own. And then in verse um, 10 it says, So that Caleb will live a life worthy of the Lord and please him in everywhere and every way and bearing of fruits in every good work. We don't want our kids wasting their lives on things that are not of the Lord. We want them to bear good fruits. And then in verse 11, it says that he will be strengthened with all power according to your glorious might. We need our children to be strengthened with not um, physical power, but supernatural power that only comes through Jesus. And then it says, so that Caleb may have great endurance and patience and give grateful thanks to you, Father, who has qualified him to share in his inheritance. And I just encourage you, moms and dads, find those prayers that you can pray over your kids every day. Pray that God would give them wisdom and understanding, that he would open the eyes of their hearts, that they would know him. Because you know what? Regardless of what they do with the rest of their lives, I think we can all vouch the most important thing is that they spend it with Jesus. That's good. And so we just encourage you today with raising your children and raising your teenagers, make Jesus the number one most important part. Cry out to the Lord every day. Pray those scriptures over your kids every single day um, because the Lord gave them to us, but they don't belong to us. They belong to Him. So we have a responsibility to them. Anything else you'd like to say, Angie, before we close out? I just want to say to you guys, you moms and dads, listen, don't grow weary. You're doing a great job. God has given you these precious teenagers. Stay strong. Stay in the Word, and He's got you. Have a wonderful day. We love you guys. Be blessed. Be blessed.